You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Against a Southern Horde. Having already performed duels worthy of song, the Knights of Gondor must fight their way to safety. They are heavily outnumbered by the Haradrim soldiery and Kandish mercenaries, so they must use their superior speed to engage small numbers of the enemy at a time. The great army of Harad is mustering on the south bank of the Harnan River, with plain intent to march north on Gondor within days. Alas, Gondor's armies are scattered to meet the threats out of the east and the north, and its garrisons to the south are insufficient to block an army of the magnitude that now gathers. It is in the hour that Boromir, son of Gondor's steward, steps to the fore. On his own authority, he gathers him the bravest of Gondor's knights and leads them southwards to the Haradrim village of Karnvard, where the great army is encamped. On a moonless night, Boromir and his companions overlook the Haradrim encampment. At Boromir's signal, spurs are set to horse flanks and war cries split the night. The riders sweep through the enemy sentries. Addled by sleep and liquor, the Haradrim and their mercenary allies are too slow to react. As the camp stirs around the attackers, the bravest of the Haradrim warriors assail Boromir and his companions, but cannot prevail in the face of Gondor's sons. For each knight pulled from his saddle, a score of Haradrim are cut down, and all while food wagons and tents are set ablaze. Only when all the supplies are burnt does Boromir call the retreat, yet he may have left it too late to escape. An organised cadre of Southrons and mercenaries, led forth from the chaos by a stern Haradrim warlord, stand between the men of Gondor and their escape. Outnumbered and weary, Boromir and his followers steal their hearts and charge headlong into the fray. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast for all things Lord of the Rings strategy battle game and thank you Jeremy for that sterling reading of our uh, scenario for today which is against the Southron Horde which I actually uh, came in a little bit late on this one and started watching it and I was I was dazzled by how great this board looked and how well set up it was and well thought out this uh, design was. So Jeremy... Yeah, I'm dazzled about how good that little paragraph was. It's actually it was, a good story. Yeah, it yeah, no, good. it was it felt like the battlefield. Usually you read them and it's just like, and someone went and lined up and they charged, what happens next? And blah, blah, But that blah, actually blah. felt really good. We've also got Kylie. Oh, hi, hi. And Kylie's like fresh off playing this as well. So we both played this scenario. Yeah. This scenario, just it's, it's been in the back of my mind for a long time in the book because it's on a two foot by six foot board. It gets your attention straight away. What about you, Kylie? I think we've been threatening to play this scenario for the good part of five years. Yeah. Since this book came out, this one has, like, out of, honestly, in Gondor and Flames, the book it's in, this is the one that I look at and go, I want to play this one. This is, it just captures the eye. It's a really long, thin board with a huge amount of tents on it. It's like 11 tents and some old camps and and some adult Haradrim warriors around the place. It's one of the ones in the, the good format where you've got the points, but you've also got the recommended participants. So it's that gets that's good. That's yeah. ideal, really. Yeah. That's but what you want. That when you was see clear the participants that they played the scenario with, and then they worked out rough points values. Yeah, with yeah. those participants, that's generally how they did it. So if you don't have the exact participants, you can sub some in and out, and that that's all good. But just the sheer quantity, the recommended participants, which I'm going to read out now, has on the good side. It's an interesting force. Boromir, the captain of the White Tower, on horseback with lance and shield. So mounted Boromir, full stats, not the banner, but the lance and the shield. The big bad beat stick. He's a beat stick. Mm. He's got one captain of Minas Tirith on a horseback with lands and shield. So a hitty captain. And then he's got 23 knights of Minas Tirith. 22 of them have a shield. 
and one of them has a banner. So this is in the days where you didn't really have banners with your shields. It just didn't happen. Yeah, and this is Gondor and Flames. So this was just after we got Plastic Knights in Minas Tirith. Yeah, but just the amount of cavalry is huge. That's that's a that's massive... four boxes. Yeah, that's a full army. Yeah. That, that's yeah. literally four boxes. You convert one into a captain and you put the yeah, banner. Yeah, I there. like that. I like mm-hmm. the thinking. Yeah, and it's it took a long time to paint that, and it was out of reach for so long. But then that's the small force. Because on the other side, you have, well, not many heroes. One Haradrim King on horseback. Pfft, nah, easy. One Hasharan. Everyone's got about seven of those. Oh, they'll kill you. Yeah. But then you've got six Serpent Riders, 12 Serpent Guard, 12 Haradrim Raiders, six with bow and six with lance and bow. So the old school setup where you had lance and bow. Then we have 37 Haradrim Warriors, 18 with bow, 18 with spear. So three straight, uh, three sprues of those. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so one and a half boxes in the old system, three boxes in the new system. Correct. Or one box and the Mumak. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, true. Yeah. Yep. And one banner. So you've got, what is it, like 70 models on the evil side? 69, exactly. 69. 69? I've 70. 69. 68, 69. Yeah, it is 69. That's a huge amount of models. Massive amount of models. It's a lot of models. And yeah. they're not weak models either. It's not like goblins. It's, no, no. It's you've you've guard. got Serpent Guard. Harajim Raiders. These are good models and powerful models. So we looked at this and we played it with Nick. And Nick came in and said, oh, yeah, this won't take very long to play. And then we put out the amount of models and went, this is going to take a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we heard Nick say that, I was like, we kind of turned to Nick and went, Nick, there's a, nearly 100 models in this game. Yeah. This is going to take... The good part of the afternoon. But to... it wasn't too bad, actually, because no. the way they set it up, a lot of the force disappeared in the first two turns. Yeah, so your hydrogen force starts basically in two halves. So one starts within six inches of the far western board edge, and then the other starts within 12 inches of the board edge, no closer than one inch to, an end, to a good model. And the good force starts within six inches of that board edge. So you got the basically got the hydrogen in two halves, and then you've got this Gondor force... Literally in first turn charge range of this massive Haradrim wall. Yeah, you can and set up just... an inch away. And you choose what you split up. We just we just split up the Haradrim in exactly yeah, we half. Went, we went with what the reading was. So the Haradrim King was in the back half and then yeah, you know, the, the Hashem Hashem was in the, the front. front. But you're in combat first turn. And what this meant was because the good gets priority. And we made, we made a couple agreements in this first turn. So let's just say straight away, we looked at this and we've played scenarios a lot. So we wanted to make it a good scenario. So first thing we said was... No shooting at Boromir with that, that close-up force. No shooting at Boromir on horse. No shooting on the first turn because yeah. you probably only, only get a, ever get one or two shots at Boromir, but it's that, you know, one in, what, ten chance that you'll hit Boromir's horse and kill it, and it just ruins the scenario from there. Yeah, it, it's sort of... It, it changed the scenario up, and you, you want Boromir to be dominant. We both players want that. And the other thing we said was that the evil side wouldn't do the heroic moves on the first turn, so the good side actually gets a charge. Yeah. I, I think it's... It's just anticlimactic if you do a 50-50 to say there's a Gondor get a charge. The Gondor gets a charge. Like, they're, they're, this camp is is befuddled. They're addled by alcohol. They're, they're stumbling out. They're trying to recover, but they're caught off guard. The Gondor is just running to them. So we, yeah. we gave them the first turn charge, which made a real difference. You killed, what, 12 models first turn or something ridiculous? I killed 11, of oh. which four of which was from Boromir. Yeah, and that's that was fantastic because at that moment we went, oh, this game's probably not going to take that long. But it, it still managed to balance itself it went out. 25 turns. 25 turns. It's a lot of turns. Yes, we know this because in the game you have a special rule called Burning Debris. So the player that loses priority gets to place a 25mm blaze counter on the table in contact with another blaze counter or a tent. If a model moves through the blaze counter, they take a strength 3 hit. 
yep. both horse and rider, and yes. it's a cavalry model that's moving through, they have to take a terror test to move through it. Yeah, so you're trying to block off little gaps with these flames and place them tactically, which is not really what flames do, but it adds the extra tactics to it, and it gives the... The, the good side actually has to go for the movement. They can't just yeah. hang around forever because you'll just get a wall of fire that will kill them off. Now, I had a, I guessed how many turns this scenario was, go, was going to go for. So I guessed 24 turns roughly. So I made 24 plays counters and I was so annoyed when we went to the 25th uh, turn. So close. Nearly nailed it. Yeah, but you had full control of that. You could have left a turn earlier. Borovi didn't have to go backwards and then forwards. There was time to check That's it out. That's true. You probably could have made it, actually. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But Boromir... Boromir has to get off the board edge. He has to survive. Yep. He has to get off. And he only has to bring two friends. So he can sacrifice 20 Gondor Knights as long as two other models get off the board with him. And when we saw that it was two other models, we kind of realized this is going to be a good scenario because it's such a weird end condition. Boromir and two guys. Like, that that's the victory condition. So they've clearly played this before. This, this scenario has been designed pretty freaking well. Can you just read who the author is this? Because we should give them props. So let's go look. Gondor and Flames. Who's the author of the book? Gondor and Flames. Hopefully um, it's not like the Citadel Design team or something like that. <laughs> i got to find that stupid forward or whatever it was. This uh, is clearly one, though, that is averaged out. This they, is they've good. played a no, number they, of they games think, um, this and This is out going to surprise bit. everybody listening, including myself. Matthew Watt. Matt Watt You're does joking. Good, no, he does good scenarios. Matt I Watt. wouldn't have thought of this kind. This is also the book where um, Boromir Captain the White Tower first came out as well. Yeah. There's nothing look, against Matt Watt. I, mean, I, don't, I certainly don't think any, any of us uh, would have the vitriol for him that we've seen online and in, in certain spaces. But but he did the original Harrod book and did a lot of good stuff. So th- yeah. He would, have helped, his... ha- he would have had help from Alessio and oh, yeah, Rick. Yeah, it, it, it's not, you know, not playing, testing things out and stuff. But yeah, it was... Really well done. Yeah, look, there's, there's, the reason we're saying this is there's a bit of a, amongst people who play Games Workshop games, there's this idea that Matt Ward creates rubbish, which is not true for Lord of the Rings. I, I'm, I can't speak on other games. I, I honestly can't. But for Lord of the Rings, his work is, is about on par. Um, there was criticism early on about some of his writing. His fiction was, was not what they liked and against Tolkien, that sort of stuff. But that's a personal tasting anyway. So what we don't see, so we give Matt Ward props. This was a really good scenario and we really enjoyed it. And ultimately, you don't have to use the stuff he makes if you don't want to. There's, there's no re- a lot of people. Well, why just, would you? You don't know who. A wrote lot it. of people just like getting angry about it. You yeah, know? No, and you just it. don't need to. You have got to get angry at people for no reason, course, especially yeah. if you haven't met them. Especially on the internet. Yeah, on the mm. internet. But this scenario, one of the things for my criteria for scenario is that every model is relevant. So you don't just put up models on the table just to to throw them off, or whatever, or make them make them rubbish. Every model found important in this scenario. You've got to make sure that the whole board's used. The whole board was clearly used. Every single part of the board was used. Every bit of terrain that you put in there for a reason. Absolutely. Everything was there for a reason. It, it was really a fantastic scenario. It was, it, was fan- oh, it was so much fun. They didn't kill too many rules. Like, What's the special rules, Kylie? There's not a lot of them. There was that burning debris thing, and there's one other one called uh, Methor. So the captain who's riding beside Boromir is, um, has a particular grudge against the Haradrim, and he gets to re-roll wounds against the Haradrim, which came out once when he failed to wound off a heroic combat, got to re-roll it, and... Got yeah. combat off. That was the With only time a lance, came he's in. wounding most of the time anyway. Yeah. So, so that's a it's a nice little bonus. But what I like about this is some scenarios they go, oh, we want to keep the game going. Let's just kill the courage rules totally. Let's just let's just omit rules. Let's change the rules. Let's do things. This one, I think we could play full rules, full new Hobbit edition rules, and it would not change the scenario at all. No, and we did. I, and you did. did. We did. We did. Yeah. Um, because one, they kept the mic to be an absolute premium. We really need it for heroic combats. So good side save it for heroic combats and occasional heroic moves. 
Yeah. Evil side is absolutely conserving it for basically heroic moves and for standfast because courage is vital. And this game was at a knife's edge towards the end. It could have gone anyway, and it was purely down to the courage test of both sides. Both sides had a bit of luck and a bit of uh, unluck, I guess, and that made it yeah. to be a perfect I had result. two courage tests I needed to pass, and I managed to pass both of them to keep keep them alive. Yeah, and Nick it, and I had about 100 failing. courage tests we needed to pass, and we failed yeah. all of them. But on, on one. Specifically on those two, if, if either of one of those failed, that was game over. That yeah. was it. Yeah. So that was huge. Yeah, yeah, no, super close game, and it's one that I think it's going to become a bit of a staple. I think this is it. Just looks this so will fantastic. get played again, most definitely. Oh, I want to go at it for sure. Yeah, it just it just looks the part. It's like we got in there and we just didn't want to do anything after we played the scenario because it was yeah. just so satisfying and so we like done. engaging. <laughs> There's sometimes you get a scenario where you just want to get it done, you just want to finish it off, mm. and then maybe restart or maybe adjust it or whatever. This one, the whole time, it was it was engrossing, it was engaging. Nick had to leave towards the end of the game. He was he, devastated. He did not want to leave, and I kept getting texts throughout. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> because it was that engaging. It told a story. The two armies looked fantastic. The terrain looked fantastic. I st- spent the whole the day before making the tents, which was absolutely worth it. It was a good, good scenario, and it makes me want to play more from Gondor in Flames. There's about five scenarios there. If they're all at this quality, I'm going to be super happy with this book. And they look like they actually might do the other scenarios as well. They look pretty good. And in fact, some of the other ones we've played, the fall of Minas Ithil was really, really good. Oh, that one was from... That Same was a with Galadin Fields. That was fantastic. There are good scenarios in this book. So, so one, which ones haven't you played here? The only one we haven't played is the Battle for Palagir, which is Aragorn, Angbor, a whole bunch of dead dudes going up against the Corsairs trying to seize their ships. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, so we've got to... Yeah. We've got to Someone's got We've to got make the Palagir board, so we just need yeah. to make it Corsair ships. Corsair ships. And I've got to paint my, I think it's Dolanoff Pikeman. Okay, think. cool. Or maybe this has a small amount. There's one that has a huge amount, one that has a small amount of Pikeman. Or maybe it's just knights in this one. I don't know. I think it's not. I've got all that. Dolanoff. Oh, okay, so we just need to make the ships. Yeah, Easy. I've got all the Dolanoff for this. But back to Against the Southern, Southern Horde. This book, we haven't really played the scenarios a huge amount because they're not story based scenarios. There's no lead in, there's no campaign. No, no, they're, they're sort of like one shots from very big, iconic, and Moments like Galadin Fields when Sildur loses the ring. Galadin Fields, yeah. Fallen with Ithil when they finally, when the ring race storm into the, um, what's now known as Minas Morgul. Yeah. You got the yeah. big battle of Gilead that's really only mentioned in passing when, you know, Boromir wins and manages to basically give Gondor like three months reprieve from mm-hmm. yeah, being assailed yeah, by that, Orcs. Like yeah, it was, was a big, big deal one. that they won that yeah. battle. And then you've got this one where... You know, Boromir's gone running off, and then the one we haven't played where Aragorn sees his chips. So they're, they're sort of big one-shots that tell a really big story. But this one, I don't remember it from the books. I have a feeling this is one that they've just invented themselves. And I, I have a feeling it might have been they might have been thinking of a campaign at some point or had it as part of it, and then maybe this was the, the climax, or maybe this was an important one, and they just ended up reprinting in this format. Cause yeah. it, Did it say specifically where this was set? It does. It's got the. Um, it's got it's the. Town. Right on the border of Gondor. It's um the the river Ha something or other. Mm, so the this, Harnan so River, but Harnan there's a, river. a specific yeah. Harrod city mentioned in it as well. So this and might be like a situation where Boromir is gaining renown early in his life. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. You're I probably, like it a lot. I think if we went through the appendix, it'd probably tell you like one little sort of one line, like a random attack from the Haradrim, and this is where this scenario was born. Yeah. Or it might be one of the ruined cities of Harrod or something like that. There might be, they're, they're putting together a backstory. But either way, it was like, it was, it was such a fantastic scenario. And usually my key is I look at a scenario and I look at the board size. And board if size, it's an yeah. o- unusual board size, you usually know that they've put some effort into it because they've, they've made a choice. 
Mm. The ones that are not necessarily a story. Any, anything that's four by not four by four or six by four is a pretty freaking good indication of if the scenario is any good. There is some good scenarios on those boards, yes. but you often get this reliability where they, they've chosen a specific board size for a reason. This one would not work on any other board size. No, the no, narrow board was super room. important. Yeah. And just the, the Harajim running towards him, trying to get to the gondola, the gondola getting to the middle, then having to pull back and being assailed on both sides by the Harajim, then fighting their way in, and eventually they break the Harajim forces. It was just a fantastic narrative. Mm, it was yeah. so good. It told a story sure. the whole time. And even at the end, Boromir trying to keep his friends in check and stop them panicking when they're seeing flames, flames around yeah. them. Um, the flames are still coming. So even though I had no models on the table at the end of the game, I was still carefully placing flame counters. And at one point, I almost caught a bunch of horses. I had to make, force them around the other way, which could have been an extra turn. It could have been a failed courage test. I can't remember any scenarios where every single one of your models is dead and you still have a hand in the result. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That was a, a fantastic scenario. Can't wait to get these tents out for some of the um, the Beacon Camp but one in Shadow in the East. Yeah, the terrain, the main thing about the terrain mm. was the tents. Uh, they've got a guide in the Shadow in the East book about how to make those tents. I followed those almost directly and got fantastic results. They look, yeah. they look really nice, so mm. happy with the tents. And I think that's the thing I was trying to point here is if you make do go ahead and make these tents, you can use them for so many other scenarios, like... Oh yeah, they're great terrain. It's so, fantastic terrain. It's big forces. You have to. You're gonna have to probably make specific forces of this. You definitely want the the whole good side to be mounted. I think that really added to it. I don't think you mm. want to make it an infantry force. And I think the Haradrim force. You, the Haradrim force you can probably change and not destroy it too much. Like if you didn't have serpent guard or serpent riders, you could probably sub them out, and it wouldn't make like a huge merchant difference. guard or some corsairs, maybe even. Yeah, some merchant guard. Some extra raiders and that sort of just thing. Just a few yeah. bits hmm. of fight force sprinkled around, I think, would be important just to, to make the Gondor Knights a little bit threatened. But I don't think it really matters what kind you have, and you just go nuts and have some fun. Yeah, there's a lot of options in that one. Yeah, really great scenarios. So, we are going to rate this scenario. In Matt's come up with a system of rating. So, Matt, please explain. I, I'd really love you guys to rate it uh, out of a system from one to Battle of Bywater. I think that should give a good indication of how good this scenario is. Oh, that's a tricky one. Kylie, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I you think you should first. have the person who lost the scenario first. Oh, me. Okay, as the loser. So the loser obviously will give a lower mark. So Makes sense. I would give it probably somewhere between an 8 and an Oskiliath. So Ooh, high score. High so score. it's probably probably definitely edging towards the Oskiliath rather than the 8. So that's I think that's my score. That's my final score. That's a very good uh, score for this scenario. I will give it, it gets 90% of the way to how good Battle of Bywater was. Uh, so 9 tenths of a Battle of Bywater. Yeah. So that's That's pro- an incredible score. So that's probably an Oskiliath. This is one of, this is one of the best scenarios. That might be Oskiliath in a bit. Is that is that Barrels out of Bond or is it almost there? Yeah, no, Barrels Out of Bond. Barrels Out of Bond. It's as good as Barrels barrels Out of Bond. It's a Barrels Out of Bond. My favourite personal scenario. That's a Barrels Out of Bond right there. It's a Barrel Out of Bond. Wow. It was a good scenario. We played it it once and it blew us away. Mm. Like, it doesn't often happen. Usually we have to fix a scenario. We didn't have to fix this. You didn't have to do anything. No, it it did it itself and it kept us engaged for the best part of three hours. Mm. In fact, all you'll need next time is maybe a couple of extra flame tokens in your set. Yeah, maybe one more flame token. I'll get on that. I'll get on that. I've got some spares. Yeah. Um, the flame token's just a word of warning. It's in the book. It's got a modelled one. It looks, looks really nice. You might drive yourself crazy if you make yeah, 25 especially because you, you can end your move on them. Yeah. So say you like printing off some, because what I did was print off some flames on my laser printer, cut them out, and then put them on 25mm blazes so you can go on yeah, top of them. Good. And they, they really show you where the, the, the fire is. Keep it simple. You need to make a few of them. 
I, I like the idea of making a couple of them just to, to really give the look yeah. of it, but I wouldn't do 25 of them. That's You, you could even consider uh, having one of your tents uh, burning, maybe. Yeah, burning tent would look really cool. good. We yeah. do have some burnt out ones in this. In oh, yeah, that too, yeah. That would look good as well. Oh, yeah. really good. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and remember, Traps Win Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.